Hello everyone, hope you guys are having a great holiday season out there. This will be a special episode. It was recorded back in the summertime with my friend Ed Corella. If you remember Ed from episode one, where we talked about the weird weather conspiracies going on. This one's similar to that, but it's kind of us BSing around about some band stuff. If anyone knows who me or anything about me outside of this podcast as I've been involved in metal bands for about the last 20 years, so that's how I met Ed. But anyways, if you've got a story to share or if you'd like to be on this podcast, send me an email at tinfoiltalespodcast at gmail.com. We can try and get something figured out for a future episode. If you want to help the show grow, share us around, share the podcast, share us on social media, whatever you got to do, it's definitely appreciated. We're going to go ahead and dive on into the episode that I recorded several months ago. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today's guest is my friend Ed. And Ed has some interesting topics that he'd like to discuss today. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Right on. Good to be here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's not really the middle of nowhere. I know it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that, but you know, trees cover up a lot of things. Which, which that reminds me, you know, because I was thinking on the way here, how it's you know, it's a nice little drive. It's scenic. There's so much trees and the vastness of fields, but then they try to tell you that, you know, we're running out of resources and everything's overpopulated and it's like i think that's just like a scare tactic since you know we're on the subject of you know conspiracies if you've ever been on an airplane you flew out west and you look down you notice that there's quite a bit of just barren space like you see populated areas but more and more you look down there's just fields the further west you go you see desert dirt mountains there's not a sign of life anywhere and then they claim we're overpopulated, which some areas probably are. But there's still a great portion of this, at least this country, and I know plenty of other countries that just have tons of resources and everything, but they want you to believe that we're running out of space and running out of resources just to appease some sort of agenda. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is in Chicago. They just throw everybody in like a sardine can, and I hate it there. I'm like, no wonder these people are mean and miserable. This is their way of life, and then they increase the prices to live there, and it's like, that's stupid. The Don't. bigger cities, for whatever reason, tend to have more population and higher prices, and it doesn't make any sense because then they have most people that don't have places to live because they can't afford to live there. <laughs> but somehow they still manage to survive, and it's kind of like, okay, how does this work? I, I don't know. Either. I actually hate Chicago. Chicago, I think for that reason, it's just like so congested and dirty I mean <laughs> yeah. when I was there one of the last times there was a guy out panhandling and his sign I actually wanted to give him money because it says he's not broke and he's not a bum but he needs money to get ninja lessons because ninjas kidnapped his son and he needed to go get him back so he had to fight in a tournament I'd give him money just for that just for the idea it was very creative for a panhandler. You see all the other ones, oh, hard at work, God bless you, this, that. This motherfucker was just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I need ninja lessons. <laughs> Pretty much. 
That reminds me. This is a funny thing because, you know, like Simpsons are conspiracy theories. Well, like, I just thought about this. Do you remember, like, <laughs> well, actually, this can tell from another story. Like, I, I guess I heard about this girl that I know. She had a crystal business collecting, selling those things. Apparently, they have powers. Well, it went under, and then I thought about when Ned Flanders had a left-handed store. And he's like Christian, right? But it's weird because he's the left-handed path is bad, but I never thought of it that. That, that came into my head on the way here. I don't know. <laughs> the left-handed path bad, but he's left-handed. Subliminal messaging. Right, and he's Christian. It's very. I just thought of that on the way here. Isn't that weird? Christianity is another topic that could go on and on and on. Yeah, forever. I'm not, yeah we're not getting to that. Yeah, that could go on and on. He could get me some uh, instant hate mail right off the bat that I'm not trying to get right now. No, I don't, no, I don't, no, we don't need that. I already canceled by the cancel culture of the right wing. Although, like, although you did show me that video of that dude, and that would be an interesting topic. Not right now, but with yeah, him, some way down the pathways. You think you'd life. really want him at your house? <laughs> or you might do Zoom. No, he, he would definitely be a Zoom. He, he will not be a guest on this <laughs> He's podcast. He's not allowed but... to have Zoom. It's evil. Yeah. I've never seen anyone um, in person kind of quite like this dude, so I'm I'm He's... nervous to even message him because I don't even want to have my actual real name. Does he live here, he said? He's from Indianapolis. Man. So he's not that far away. Dude, like, Indianapolis is a good example, like Chicago. Like, when we went down there, I didn't realize how, you know, how bad it was. We stayed at a really crappy hotel. There's panhandlers and potholes. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the capital of Indiana. you think the governor would care. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, I don't know, man. It took me aback. The cities themselves, the way things are set up, they maintain their own. Like, the governor would be in charge of all the state stuff, so the local municipi or municipies <laughs> municipals or whatever the hell that fucking word is would be uh in charge of it. So basically like your mayors and your city council and all that other stuff, it wouldn't necessarily be state funded unless it's one of the state roads. Hmm. Well pretty sad. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to ever go there again. But they're they're the worst parts where they're gentrifying it, which just seems to be the common thing in most of these towns. You know, I look I live up in Goshen, and we have a town called Arrowcart, and they're gentrifying it crazy, but you still have a homeless problem there. <laughs> we were just in Indy last weekend, and I didn't really notice very many, but where we were at is more... We went to Lucas Oil, so it's basically not... You'd assume there'd be a lot more, but we would go through the convention center, so you go underground, so you don't really see anything, and then you go right across the street to the parking garage, and then you leave town. So, you had your people out playing their makeshift drum kits and music and getting money that way, but I don't think those are actually homeless people. I think they're more or less just street hustlers. Uh, special artists. Huh. There was some guy sitting out on a mailbox with a big sign. I tried to read what it said, but I just noticed that he was wearing uh, really nice-looking clothing, and he had <laughs> a nice brand-new white, like, Jordan looking shoes I was like this dude ain't poor he's not out here asking for money he's out here just I think he's got a good idea because if you got a bunch of drunk people down at the races they're all, they're gonna give you something they're like oh man I better hear some money there I've never given anyone money 
I did one time the first time. Wait. It was, Chicago. it was in Chicago. I was being nice. I probably shouldn't have. I did it several times. I'm dumb. <laughs> no, I've never given anyone money just because I guess I'm not a nice person. It's okay. Some We eat we out the week. A lot of the time I just feel like they really don't need the money and you're just contributing to more of the de- degradation of society. Not that these are bad people in general. Shit happens to people, but... A lot of the time, you got to question their own decisions of what made them go to this route, anyways. Like, what led them to this? Right. Like, it was either a, a war vet or maybe just somebody that kicked out, kicked out of their. I don't know. I guess I don't know their backstory. I don't stop the. Hey, how are you under this bridge? <laughs> Tell me. What led you to live under the bridge like a troll? Right. Or behind this trash can where it smells. Be the door troll. Yeah. I haven't seen a toll troll in a while. Actually, I, there was somebody sleeping on, under a bridge in Elkhart. Or maybe it's above it. I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of it is all just people make bad decisions. And those bad decisions catch up to them because you live in a society where 90% of the decisions you make are end up going to be a bad decision. Yeah, because I feel like I this dude, <laughs> when I had my first job at Meyer, he was a decent kid, and then he got himself into drugs, and I think he was actually like, later. Oh, I didn't really know him that well, but eventually I saw him get on a bus, and he just looked like crap, and I'm pretty sure he didn't doesn't have his life together currently. So, yeah, decisions are everything. Huh? Which can kind of go back to uh, the topic of bandmates. Oh, the, the, the downfall of society. The downfall of society can be related to people in bands. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I got, I got basically, you know, I got started late in the game of bands. I didn't join a band until I was 28. So I, I feel like I missed, I don't know if I missed out on the fun things about when you're younger and stupid, but I was still 28. So I was still stupid. We, uh, I've had my, I don't know why I refer myself as we. Apparently I have split personality. Sure. But, I started doing bands back in high school. So this was 20-something years ago. And the scene has changed, at least from this area, so bad to where now it's like a shell of itself as far as what it could be, just because people in general suck. So you, around here, it was pretty good then? like. There used to be shows almost every weekend, and they're always full. Like, even back in 2007, 2008, 2009, I could book a show here, and literally you were guaranteed a minimum of 70 to 100 people, and that was an okay show. There were some that were completely like balls of the wall, like couldn't move full. Hmm. And I don't know if it's just because People grew up, stopped playing music. The younger generation of kids now in high school, they don't give two shits about playing music. They're more or less worried about TikTok and shaking ass and <laughs> whatever else they're supposed to be right. doing. I mean, yeah, we, I guess, no, not, not I guess, we had something like that where I lived. But I kind of missed out on it because I was working second shift and being like a hermit. But apparently we, apparently we had like pretty good scene down there with some venues. Like there was... One night you could just go to a different venue, and it's like, really? I'm actually shocked to believe this, but it's yeah. I guess it kind of went downhill when we grew up more. 
I think a lot of it all changed right around the time being of smartphones and the rise of social media. Mm. Like MySpace days were like a great time for bands because originally that's what I feel like that's what that was created for. But you could post up your music, people could go like your page and all this other crap. Mm, yeah. Now it's with Facebook and Fuckerberg, he kind of Fuckerberg just makes everything about them and they control everything and it's basically them trying to manipulate what people see because if you want your post to be seen anymore you have to pay them right did you ever uh <laughs> did you ever craig's remember craigslist like you can mm-hmm. find bandmates there too or there, there's a, a whole other topic of stories when it comes to craigslist of people is it still up i have not looked <laughs> craigslist still exists i've actually looked recently just because I'd like to find something, but you never know what the hell you're going to get on Craigslist. Oh, you know, like somebody that likes things jammed in the back of their knees or something, you know? There was a guy that was coming from California, not California, Ohio, I was going to call it California. He was coming from Ohio to try out on drums, and he didn't show up, which we kind of figured he wouldn't anyways. But he did go to our our buddies' bands when they needed a drummer at one point. Yeah. Apparently he was an all right drummer, but he was very strange. I was like, well, the dude drove three and a half hours one direction to try and jam with you guys. So right there's your first sign that there's something off with him. Because a normal person would already realize that it's not worth trying to drive that far to be in a band with a bunch of people that are most likely not going to take it serious anyways. So Unless he was really desperate and they didn't have anything where he lived. But I, I don't know, that's... I'm pretty sure he was from, like, Cincinnati area. Oh, oh shit. So yeah. he should have been able to find something. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a dude in, like, Cincinnati that puts shows together. And they actually make a forum about him. He's a promoter guy that everybody hates. <laughs> and he's, his name's because... I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name, but... You can I, say it. We can edit it if we need to. It's like something Kevorkian. Oh, I, I know who it is. Yeah, one time he tried to hit us up, and he's like... I've seen your guys' stuff. You guys want to play my, my venue? Like, we can put you on to Summer Slaughter for a couple shows. And I'm like, but that, you don't put that together. I mean, I don't know. He's trying to get us to sell tickets and then realize, like, how scummy he was. We pulled out of that. There's always the ticket sell scammers that are out. That's how it is with the Emerson Theater, too, these days. It's always ticket sells. You can hop on this show, but can you sell these tickets? Oh, yeah, we, we were supposed to do that in, like... Well, I guess their bass player didn't feel well, and I feel like a lot of people tell me they just sell tickets. I, I don't even know how that scene you is. You dodged a bullet by not playing that piece of shit place. That's what I'm saying. And, and like, well, my my bass player was like, well, 15 years ago is be- better, but I, I don't know. See, maybe. The first time I played there was in 2005 or 2006, and it was still not that great of a venue. Oh. So... I've never been. I mean, I hear it's like it's just a, a theater that's with the seats out, and I'm like, does that make it charming? <laughs> yeah, it's. it was a nostalgic thing for me, like when I played there, because I'd seen so many of the bands that I liked growing up played there, and then actually getting to be on that stage, like, oh, I shared the same stage as whoever. Correct, right. And you get up there, and you can't hear anything, and it just sounds like complete ass, and you're just like, okay, well, what's so good about it now? Because you played to the other bands because no one came. Is that the only venue down there, like, as far as, like, for that music? 
No, there's some stuff now. There's a couple different venues, but Black Circle's the main venue that okay, seems to be. But that's technically a brewery. I mean, I'm talking about like for venue, 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 like, you know. For venues, for like local stuff, I mean, there's a place called the Hi-Fi. I've never been there, and they don't always do metal, but when they do metal, it's. Oh, you know what? I know where that is. I, it's, the, it's in the gentrified area. <laughs> I think it's in Broad Ripple area. I think I've been there. It's all gentrified because you can you see where all the dirt parking lot or yeah. the dirt buildings. Excuse me. Broad Ripple. There's also the Hoosier Dome, which I passed by that too. <laughs> when you hear that you're playing at the Hoosier Dome, everyone's like, "The big old stadium? No, that place, that's what I said. <laughs> that that place got torn down. The Hoosier Dome is a little shithole building." That is like probably the size of this garage. Yeah. And uh, it's considered a venue and there's no ceiling. Like It's open rafters and it doesn't sound terrible, but it's not like anything to write home about. Like it's almost as if the old school underground vibe is back something from the 70s and 80s like that's what is all about like the heights of metal have dropped off to where now it's just like oh it's back being underground again and then you're like oh all these bands are popular this and that well some bands are but a lot of them still they're not mainstream and the ones that are mainstream are not necessarily considered the same style of genre or whatever you want to call right. it because in a way it still doesn't get its respect even if like those bands are huge like everybody's still kind of you know crawling what's the word they're just still making everybody kind of work harder than they should you know same with the ticket sales and it's like on top of dealing with you know the flaky musicians and the at least trying to get something solid going on and you already have so many factors to deal with it's almost like, why even try? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can find one other musician that might be dedicated like you are. And then you try and piece them together with other like-minded people. But right. that's hard to do because... And this is my own conspiracy when it comes to drummers. I feel like if you're a drummer, there's something off about you automatically. <laughs> and I think it's because you still have that Neanderthal gene still in there. Because you still have the idea of wanting to beat on things. I beat on sure. like, yeah. They don't have the capacity to like rationalize because almost every drummer has like some sort of a mental block or something that I've dealt with. Oh, that's weird. Now I think about that. Like, there's always an issue when it comes to someone. Like, be it they don't know how to count and that's what they're supposed to be fucking doing. Right. Or huh. They're drug addicts that want to get strung out on fucking heroin and meth and OD and whatever else. and Or they're pathological liars. I've just had bad experiences over the years. 20-something years and can't really write home about anyone. There's got to be a unicorn out there somewhere. but oh, there's the, oh, there's some, the, some of the best ones are really short. I don't understand that either. They're like really short men. That's actually funny because the best drummer that I kind of played with was short. See, it's it's a thing. Like, but it's but they also have the ego because they're short. So that's a bad combination. Yeah, he did have an ego too. Like, I met I met the drummer for Shadows Fall up here in Kokomo. He was walking and I, t- he said something. It was kind of shitty, 
Then I realized how short he was. I'm like, wow, I thought he was really taller. I was really blown away how short he was. And then you have some people that have God complexes. Oh, uh, yeah. I meant drummers <laughs> or just in general? In, in general. Oh, a I lot, know, a lot of it's the local yeah. vocalist, but there's usually it's a guitar player as well. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I never understood that, even as a guitar player myself. I don't have a God complex because there's always something I need to work on better than a normal. But, yeah, I heard that that is a thing, and I just want to make fun of them. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to see one of them talk shit about me. I just, I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> there's one douche that's out there that... um he definitely lives up to the stereotype of the God <laughs> complex. But, uh, <coughs> fuck. Anyways, he, um, we played a show and he decided he was going to flip us off the entire time. Why? Couldn't tell you. Oh. And then, uh, they kind of was going. <laughs> have no idea why he, uh, flipped us off. He just did it our entire set. And then another show we played, he flipped rubber bands at us. Same show, he knocked our merch table over. He must have mellowed out because I did see him. And surprisingly, he's in like two bands now. Well, both his bands were there. So, that is that a god complex to like have the both your bands in back to back? Most likely, yes. Oh, uh, okay. When you have to be the center of attention, you have to take up as much time as you can. That is very true. So. <laughs> Just well, why, apparently, like, why settle for one when you can have two? And well, just apparently, take up more he time? then then he's got it right because then he doesn't have a problem finding a band because they'll just jump another one. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, he doesn't have problems finding bands because he finds like-minded musicians that are also apparently douchebags. Oh, damn it! I need to take lessons for how to find a band. How to find band members like that? It's not hard to find douchebag band <laughs> members, but like, yeah. When when I started my first band, it was like trying to audition like different people, and I remember this one guy showed up and he he didn't have like a strap. I mean, I think he wanted to play bass, didn't have own a strap. I think he lasted like two days. I don't remember like a couple practices. I mean, he could kind of play, but I think to him it was like an enjoyment. It's like some people don't. I don't know what's in the mindset when somebody. You know, we ask for somebody to join our band, and they kind of like think it's maybe a joke. I don't know. I'm sure you auditioned a lot of people like that too. Yeah, uh-huh. we had a drummer come out, told us that uh, he was in a drummer competition, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Wait, but did did he not have hair? No, he did. Okay. <laughs> no, this this guy was from Indianapolis. Area. Okay, never mind. Him and his brother came out, and they were very strange. Yeah. We'll just leave that to what we'll refer to it as. What's the brother for? Just like his drum tech? I don't really know what his brother was for. But the kit that he brought out was literally... Have you ever seen those micro kits? Like, the kick drum is maybe like 12 inches tall. Okay. It's tiny. It's a Yamaha thing? Yeah, it was actually a pretty sure it was a Tama, but it was yeah. like a micro kit. I don't know. It was just strange. Very small. And he is a very large fella. And it didn't look natural of how he was trying to play the drums. And then we asked him to give us a four count. 
and he just stared at us. We're like, a four count man, go one, two, three, four, lead us in. And he's just like, cha, 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 cha. No, dude, that's, that's not what a four count is. It was very weird that they drove all the way up here and he had all this nice, fancy micro kit, but he did not know how to play the drums at all. Like, he couldn't even keep a beat. I was like, why do you waste people's time? Like, at what point did you really think this was going to pan out for you if you didn't even know what the hell you're supposed to be doing? Why are you trying to waste my time, your time, and everyone else's fucking time? That's amazing. It's, just, it's almost like you just started. And it's like, I'm good enough to be in a band. <laughs> well, Ugh. if you'd have talked to the guy, you'd have probably realized, I think, that that probably was the capacity of his brain. Like, he thought that. But that's neither here nor there when it comes to... <laughs> Again, it was a drummer complex. I don't know what it is. Call it a conspiracy. Call it reality. It's I've, the, <laughs> There's always an issue. I've never had like a guitarist that was terrible. Well, I don't think I've auditioned a guitarist in a long time. So I I don't think I ever have. We try, like the, my, my first band, we tried so hard to get another guitar player. And like, wait, hold on. I'll take that back. We had a guy that was singing play. But he was not that good, so the band didn't go any further. So I was kind of kind of carry him, and then we had another guy. So they would switch off playing bass and guitar. So I didn't audition them actually. I was just kind of like the bitch. <laughs> so I've never had to like actually audition another guitar player and say, "You got it, man." It's like I honestly couldn't have any input on that because it's never happened to me. I just don't even like trying to jam with people unless <laughs> unless I kind of already have an idea of who they are <laughs> or if I think they're good because if I can't if you don't have anything to show that you wrote I don't even want to try and mess with you just because at this age everyone should be able to record I mean for fuck's sake I can even record myself now so it's one of those things like if you can't at least record your own ideas then how can you contribute? Because everything these days, no one wants to get together. <laughs> no, right. The whole coronavirus has made it to where everyone wants to be remote, apparently. So it's expected to you to do everything on your own and then never get together. So that's why you go and spend $3,000 on a PA system that you don't get to use because it's supposed to be remote. Man, you went, you went all out, though. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty devoted. Well... I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, you you want to know that you mean you mean business. It's not like I'm gonna buy this and like you know just show up. <laughs> it's not just to be like, yeah, I bought a PA just to sit in my garage. And no, because you does. right because you have played in bands, so yeah, yeah, that would make. And you just want to eliminate one stupid factor out of the way, which is cool. I mean, I every get time it. I've been in bands, the PA's always sucked. And oh sure, being in a vote like for doing vocals I've never really had to buy my own stuff but this time I was like you know what I'd rather be responsible for my own shit that way at least I know I'm going to be able to be heard this time and not just be drowned out by everything else so but (laughs) if you don't get to practice you don't get any better and doing vocals is not something I can just sit at home and practice scream at my dog scream at my kids scream at my wife like what am I supposed to do that's the American thing to do scream at your wife yeah apparently no this is funny because like something's unfolding as as we're talking, like, so I was telling you before, like, our bass player may leave. We're not getting all, into all that, but, like, <laughs> we have another guy who 
I asked, who used to be in the band with these guys before I joined. It was a different name. And, like, the guitarist just messaged me, and he's like, does he know we're going to be looking for something? Like, yeah, I asked. I asked around because I like to be, I like to put my foot, you know, foot forward quick. Like, I don't screw around. Like, if, I don't know if it's just the, I'm determined if something, there's a problem, I'm determined to try to fix it. That's just how I am. So if I know we're going to need a bass player, and we were without a bass player forever because everybody's flaky. I mean, we had this wrestler guy that wanted to try out for us, and, like, he'd bring, like, a bass stack that's probably bigger than this, the speaker was by me. He'd bring that to a little bar show. I'm like, who the hell you are, Motley Crue? <laughs> and I, just by looking at him, I did not. I, he's been in a lot of bands, which tells me things. And he looked older, and I'm like, this guy would not fit in with us. We're too modern. But the point being, I you know I got on that. I put an ad out, just like you would. Put an ad out, look for a bass player, because I do not want to go through this again, regardless. <laughs> so uh, I asked the dude, I said, hey, want to play bass with us? And I think the problem is he's already being pushy when I told him, like, well, I think he was supposed to audition for another band, maybe because he asked to call me. And then my guitarist is like, he sent me this message. If I'm going to be in your band, you need to call me. I'm like, is he being pushy? Because he's definitely got a pushy attitude, I could tell. I don't know if that'll work, but I like his determination. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. But that's just going on right now as we're speaking. <laughs> that's uh, apparently bass players, for some reason... Are like a hot commodity i don't understand why but like no one plays bass oh no it, it, yeah they're hard to find we i totally know about that like <laughs> bass players were never an issue for us or for anyone i've ever most of my friends could play bass and a lot of the time you can just find a guitar player be like dude yeah just ride just, the just, note. just play bass just ride the notes you know like it's okay a, a crappy guitarist playing bass is okay you don't have to do chords you don't have to do solos. Just ride ride the bass drum or ride the root notes. You'd be okay. You could dance around if you want. Maybe do... But they're good to contribute vocals if they can sing, too. Cause if you can find a good guitar player, they'll find an amazing bass player because you can convert them because they already know how to yeah. play guitar. So then their bass playing will be phenomenal just because it's, it's supposedly... I don't play, so I can't vouch for this. Sure. But it's supposedly a lot easier to play bass than it is to play guitar. To a degree, yeah. And that's like, those hotshot bass players are pretty amazing because they actually like enhance the music more than like just writing notes. But so yeah. A lot of the bass players, they can follow stuff, but it, I think it's cool when the bass guys just kind of like slap their own little stuff together. And There's a guy from Indianapolis. He's been in like several different bands where the dude's like, a phenomenal bass player. I think he plays on like a six string. He just goes. He's crazy. And he must have this pit of coolness and a pit of despair. From what it sounds like. That's everywhere. For every. Oh, you're right. I mean, for every one good musician, there's 18 pieces of shit musicians. I think our pieces of shit weeded out after coronavirus. And that was another thing. Once the virus hit, it just seemed like uh, everybody went into full panic mode and band didn't matter. To me, like, again, you would know this, that I thought the opposite. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep writing music because if the world's going to fall down, at least I knew I was trying to be add some normalcy to my life. <laughs> I wasn't ever really concerned by whatever supposed 
virus was floating around. Not that it doesn't exist because I've had it, you've had it. Right. But that's a whole other topic. Yeah. But that was, that's, but yeah. I don't think the world needed to have, like, shut down the way it did. But who am I? I'm just, no. I'm just a guy. Because that, people are already fragile enough. You know, you, <laughs> you could tell them, you could tell, uh, the whole thing with the news is they just want to get everybody in a panic and then scared and forget the most important things of survival. They're just, oh my God, we got to do, you know, the whole toilet paper thing. Like, I never understood that. And I'm like, no, we never, we still never got an answer for that. And I'm sure we never ran out. It was just hoarding. People were buying so much shit tickets that you couldn't find it on shelves. And then when they did get it in stock, you'd have to go and get one. Because there was a shortage. Right. I was just at a restaurant about a month or two ago, and we couldn't get hash browns for breakfast because there's a potato shortage, which I didn't know was happening. But according to our waitress, that's what's going on right now, is there is a shortage of potatoes. Don't, don't those shits grow on the ground? Yes, but apparently, at least from where they get their supply, <laughs> they couldn't make my fucking hash browns. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's so weird a potato shortage like yeah we're, we don't have that right now there's a potato shortage oh really i didn't know that that news to me like i don't know just grab some sawdust and try to make something with it <laughs> now i think the whole i think the timing of the coronavirus and the covid or whatever the fuck you want to call it i think it all stems from the time of year that it was for what purpose it had to serve. Because if you look now, there's supposedly a huge number of cases. Everyone's got COVID. Everyone's got COVID. Oh, you got COVID? Oh, you don't got to quarantine no more. We found out a lot. Oh, the the vaccines? Ah, they're not doing a damn thing. That's okay. If you get sick, don't worry about it. But it's not necessarily because it's an election year. It is for midterm, but it's not a presidential election year, so we don't have to fall for that agenda to where it bleeds into that. Like That was the main issue, I think, of why it stemmed to where it was is because we had to do something in order to get Agent Orange out of there because, you know, bad, <laughs> bad man says bad things with tiny hands. Right. So now we got... Uncle Creepy Joe sniffing kids and everybody's mad at him right now. And it's like, well, you you thought the world would be great. No, then they'll say, no, we just wanted that other guy out of there. I'm like, but I didn't feel my well-being and life was being threatened. Like as far as prices being raised and way of life, like that sucks. I don't know. At the end of the day, I will always assume that it doesn't matter who's in charge they're just the main puppet like yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh the votes were stolen well let's be real the vote's been stolen for years because i don't think your votes ever really mattered they put in whoever they want they're not going to give people the choice to decide who runs a country like that's just even in my mind if i was a country as like i would not want people to decide because people are fucking stupid right like yeah, I thought like, I thought the Boston Tea Party was like the the whole reason not to pay taxes. But then years later, we still are, and I'm like, well, that's a stupid story. Yeah, <laughs> like Let's uh, learn about what we did and become such a great country. We wanted to get away from the tyranny of England and not have to pay taxes. And there we are, a hey, motherfucker, pay your taxes. We're gonna take all. Yeah, your like shit I don't even want to be. I don't think they should teach that shit. To, and remember our history. I'm like, no, it didn't help. 
<laughs> I remember my history, or at least the history that they want you to remember, because I'm sure that's all been changed because that's what we do. <laughs> we we just make history fall into whatever narrative we're trying to push for. Sure. And um, no, we started off to become a country for freedoms and this and that, but yet here we are being a country that's not really, I guess, free. They say we're free. I feel oppressed right now. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like they're they preserve history so much to make you remember that. But I feel like nobody can remember shit from last week, yesterday, the other day. I don't know. I have people reminding me of stories of myself, and I'm like, I did that. But how are we so good at remembering history that well to the point that? That asshole got on a horse, then tell everybody the British are coming. I'm like, how did that get in a book? <laughs> yeah. Little things like that, I wonder. Someone had to have wrote it down, and then they just told that story, and it just got fabricated into whatever personal That's story. That's I don't like. I mean, we still have the, we still write things on pen and paper, but now we have other, we have other high, higher quality of technology, and we still can't remember shit. Yeah. So I think the technology is actually the dumbing of society. It could be. That's why kids want to play with the phones right away. You know? Because just looking back like from doing school, I was homeschooled until eighth grade. So I had to do everything myself. I didn't have a really a teacher. My mom got me books and I just did my own stuff as I went along. Why do they homeschool you? Actually never asked this. I don't really have an answer for that. Oh, they're just like school sex. I don't know. I went to home. Like I said, I went to public school in eighth grade and this is how I turned out. So maybe I should have stayed in homeschool. I don't so know. like, was that an eye opener thing for you? It was an eye opener to realize that I didn't like people. Well, like, I went to school. They're trying I wanted, to save you. <laughs> I went to school because I didn't have really any friends and or didn't do anything. And then I went to school and realized that kids are fucking mean. And it just was not something that I ended up enjoying. And I don't know if that's what made me a bitter human being over the years, but like, hmm. I just in general am not fond of most people. Like, I get <laughs> along with people fine. I can be nice to everyone. I don't try and be an asshole. Correct. But I am not one that goes out of my way anymore for other people because people use you. Like, hmm. yeah. if you're nice to people, and then the moment you're not doing something for them, <laughs> where yeah. are they at? Yep. Oh, you only want to come around when you need something. <laughs> right. So stop doing things for people and then you don't hear from them anymore. Like if you have to be the one that calls someone all the time or texts someone all the time and you're the one putting in effort for to be a friend of someone, are they really your friend? Right. Like it goes both ways. Right. So that's just my mindset. And having kids now going to the same school it's like oh i see all the same people again my 20 yeah. year reunion was this year just supposed to have been like last weekend i think you didn't go come on well they canceled it because no one went i was like first of all i don't want to go <laughs> not because i hate everyone or anything like that it's sure. just like i see them all the time because our kids all go to the same school again so it's like why do i need to go and pay money to see the same people that i literally just saw yesterday also, yeah, so well, I'm not saying all of them are still here, but a good majority they didn't move. There away. was only a couple of people that I was ever really friends with from my own grade, gotcha. so I still talk to them and see them. So it's like, yeah, same. 
what's the point of going to see other people that I know that thanks to social media, I know what they had for dinner yesterday. Sure. I know how many shits little Georgie went and took yesterday. Like it's, yeah, they've made it to where you don't need to be seeing people because that's how society has now become a thing contrapped within the little thing that's in my hand <laughs> looking at the world as we go. So it's like, I, I think some technology is good though. I mean, what you're saying right there, it's like, even if like, yeah, the anxiety, like this, not to cut you off, but like my, my one-year-old has cheese all over his forehead. That's a great memory. But other than that, it's like, we don't need to know everybody's business. No, but some people would like to put it out there anyway. I do say quite a bit of stuff on there, but I don't really put anything that I don't want anyone else knowing. <laughs> sure. Like, there's some things that people don't need to know about, and there's some people that get on there and literally will post up constant drama and drama. Oh, sure, sure. The only reason I'm even friends with them anymore is because it amuses me of how stupid they are and how much crap they post, and they do it for attention, and yet you're like, the only attention you're getting from me is the fact that you're fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I'm not going to acknowledge you. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to feed into that stupidity that you want because it's some reason your mind's so fucked up that you think you have to be the center of someone's attention because you're not getting it anywhere else. Like, seriously. I wonder how it would be if they'd never had that outlet either. Would they be normal or they would just go... I don't really know how that would work if they didn't have it there, if, if social media, media wasn't there. It's not like they're going to go out with a blowhorn in the middle of town square. And be I like, think <laughs> like with us, because we've grown up without social media. Oh, you're talking about the young, younger people then? Yeah. like oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're younger than me. Sure. Like, okay, yeah, there's that generation too. So it's like I remember prior to social media, their rise through their teen years and everything else, like it was social media. This was still before smartphones, but it was still around that same time frame. Yeah. So it's like today's groupings. Here I am, the old man. You damn whippersnappers are sure. out there on my yard. No, it's literally you've become so dependent upon social media, which I'm just as guilty because. We all are. We all do it. Like, at it's this just, point, it's, just it's what it is. Dopamine addiction. And I don't even, like, pay attention to half the stuff. I just scroll past. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Right. Oh, I'll scroll past something else. Like, I, oh, yeah, because I commented about how people hitting each other with tortillas as a trend. I'm like, is this a TikTok thing? Because I think TikTok needs to go down. Like, people start doing stupid shit watching that or sharing that. I I'm don't like, have TikTok. I don't either. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have... I don't, have that. I don't really have anything besides Facebook. I I'm, have an Instagram that I don't use. That's worth. Uh, Instagram's worthless. It's just like just see half naked women. That's all that is. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily need to have a Instagram so I can see half naked women. Everyone's got Google. If you want to see half naked women, you just go to Google. And right. Look. It's kind of pointless, and it's like I don't see the point of Instagram other than I don't know what the point of it is. I truly don't know. <laughs> Someone tell me. I don't used, understand yeah. the point of any social media anymore, to be honest. It's just given a voice 
to the voiceless, but some of those people should have kept <laughs> right. Should have never had a voice you in know, the first like fucking I, place. I once said, like everybody's an open book, but some people are. This is the book you need to leave at the fucking library immediately. <laughs> yes, some books need to be set on fire. Like I don't want to read this story, please. Well, continue it. Some of these people, it's the same story every day. Like oh, if sure. your life is so bad, do something about it. Actually, I had this conversation last night about somebody just used to give it other let me see a friend she's a positive friend and she has another friend who's like a negative nancy and she would tell that the positive friend when she was down oh get over it and now the tables have turned and now the other one can't get out of the 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 muck and i'm like well you could do the same thing she did to you or you know what tell her you know that's life pick yourself up but like obviously you're not gonna be straight with it because some people don't like are emotionally damaged anyway but it's like, I have a very bad uh, problem of being brutally honest, and I've really, <laughs> I really try not to be that way sometimes. But like, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> sometimes I just say things because sometimes people need to actually hear the truth, right? And then all of a sudden you're the bad guy, and then you get attacked by other people because they're the white knights coming to defend whoever it is. Because how dare you say that? I mean, it's fucking true. Like, okay, your traumatic shit happened. I get it. I am sorry that it happened. Yeah. But you're letting it ruin the rest of your life because you don't want to move past it. <laughs> well, yes, I do. I want to move past it. If you do, you would make effort to try and move past it. Instead, you self-sabotage everything that you do because of something that happened in your past. You cannot let the past dictate who you are in the future. No, but some people just kind of dwell on it anyway. And they're just like, well, you know, therapy is affordable. I mean, just something. Let's be real. Fucking therapy is a joke sometimes, too. Like, it might work for some people, but literally you and I right now are having therapy. Sure, yeah. If people need to go see a therapist, you can come and talk to me. <laughs> right. And I will not charge you what a therapist will no, charge just you. Bring, just bring a Wendy's hamburger and we'll be good. Oh, half the time I won't even eat that shit because they probably fucked the order up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's cold. No, like, I, I I, personally, like, I've never been to a therapist. Um, I, I might be okay with it. I don't know. I've survived this long. I don't go to self-sabotage anybody else. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Like, I get acupuncture and all that stuff because I kind of believe that kind of works. I don't know. But again, like you said, it doesn't work for everybody. You know, different strokes. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own little things that set them off. But at the end of the day, we're all supposedly human. Right. So it's like we can all somewhat vouch for the fact that if you're a good person, even if you've had bad things happen to you, there's no reason to make it bad for everyone else. Like, if you don't want, if you've had bad experiences in your life, it does not give you reason to make bad for everybody else just because that's all you know. We know what's good and what's bad. Right. People that don't are the ones that have the issues. If you can't tell the difference between right and wrong, whether we all agree certain things are right and wrong, it is a gray area. Mm. But for the most part, we know we shouldn't be out killing people. Right, we yeah. shouldn't be out raping people. We shouldn't be out hurting children or women or even men. Like, to, you know what I mean? Like, Correct. We know what's good and we know what's bad. Right. You're just adding to the problem if you're out there causing trouble. 
Yes. Like, <laughs> now granted, I don't sit there and say, drink the Kool-Aid, sit back, listen to what the TV tells you to do, and let's say our prayers and everything will be okay. No. I'm a realist. Right. At the end of the day, it's like, you have to do what's best for you. Sometimes that might end up hurting other people. But it's not something you should be intentionally trying to do. Right. If it's best for you to not be around and be involved in a situation to where it is causing you harm, fucking leave. <laughs> like, yeah. But you then get some... out of that situation. Don't start making new situations for yourself. So you always have situations happening because you are the ones causing the problem. But no one wants to admit that. The world is not out to get just you. Right. People that have that mindset that no matter where they go, there's always bad things happening. Maybe you should stop blaming everyone else for your misfortunes and take a look in the mirror at the person <laughs> who's causing the issue. That's, that's a that's a hard thing for them to actually blame themselves. It's like okay. I, I know an individual that like <laughs> has had so many jobs, and then they always say like, "Oh, I think I told you because I." You're like, "Oh, I know that sounds familiar," because they just blame everybody else for their place of employment when they realize that oh, that's always a bad it's always a bad situation their place of employment they go through so many jobs it's like you ever look that maybe you're the problem <laughs> i know too many people that float through jobs float through relationships float through everything and it's never their fault literally the fingers always point it back to poor me poor me poor what do you me. call that like i know there's something uh, there's something for that it's like uh, it's not a god complex it's like a i can't think of the word right now i'm dumb but Somebody that just does not admit fault. Someone that thinks they're perfect. It's a personality disorder. That's what it is. I know a few people like that. It's like they don't want to admit fault or take blame for something, which is simple, which is human to say, you know, if they finally admit it, then I'm human enough to say, I forgive you, man. I, you may, now that you understand the situation, you know, it's okay. But some people will not admit they're wrong <laughs> and it's some kind people's of scary. minds they're never wrong right and that's messed up like that's not human that's just personality disorder it's the same thing with people that continually lie oh yeah and then a lot of the time they don't even understand that they're lying because they actually start to believe their own bullshit yeah like you can literally see something happen and they will swear that something else happened they're like, I know, I watched, no, this is what happened. No, no it's not. No, no it is, it is. I, I, I was there. I saw what happened. Well, <laughs> this is what happened. Like, dude, seriously, I was there. Like, I know what the hell happened. I know what I saw. Right. Well, you were wrong. I, this is what happened. I, I mean, I wasn't wrong, but. Isn't that weird? You could, like, fix, you could fix this whole argument by admitting something. Like, but, I know this is never, this whole conversation is never going to change the way those people are, but it's just, like, so direct and apparent. <laughs> And then it doesn't Damn. matter how many people call them out on it. They will never right. admit to their own. Huh. It's just, I don't, it blows my mind how. It just made me think of this drummer that we had. We auditioned and like, he was a good drummer, but like, he just jumped a lot of bands. And I think he's currently not in anything anymore. He was like a flaky musician, but then everybody just boosts him up to be such a great person. It's like, oh, he's a rock star, whatever. But like. That's like to me, like that's weird too, like how people just carry themselves and then all people see is what's on the surface. It's like you never had to deal with this guy. 
Some people are just, yeah. they all wear whatever face it is that they want the world to see. <laughs> but when you get them behind closed doors, they don't live up to the standard that they've made themselves out to be. Right. Yeah. So like, oh, this person will relate it back to bands and drummers. We had a drummer that was a really, really good drummer, but the dude had issues can you believe that no and uh his issues was he had other bands that he wanted to dictate and i don't care what type of music you play i don't care what type of music you like i I just don't care right at the end of the day i don't have time to worry about everyone else because i need to worry about my own life yeah so you go do you and if that's what you like good for you (laughs) no but don't let it come into play with mine when it's my time that I'm devoting to. And then it ended up starts to be an issue for me. So he had this other band that was going to be more of a priority. (laughs) And I'm not here to talk trash, but compared to what we were playing to what they were playing, it's like night to day, right? Oil and water, but Hey, whatever floats your boat. So we went ahead and took the initiative to just not worry about that situation anymore. And because we knew it was going to happen because yes, great musician, been in a lot of stuff, but for some reason they never got off the ground. Right. We couldn't really see why. And then it didn't take long to figure out why there was issues. Hmm. So we just went ahead and, did what we had to do. Right. And then that person didn't see the fault in their ways. It ended up being pointed back to someone else. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> and then it's like, why do people not want to like even listen to anything? Like, there's nothing ever wrong with me. It's always someone else's fault. No, Skeletor, it's your fault. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the situation we had. Well, it was a double-edged sword situation, but yeah, I remember firing a drummer because he was just being a a dick bag, a childish dick bag because he was younger. And as much as I didn't want to let him go, I didn't think he would be a great fit. And I'm actually the one that kind of said, you know what, we got to let you go. He was cool about it, except he, again, focused his energy on somebody else he didn't like anyway, and it wasn't me. But it's like, I get it, you know. Some some people just don't get all. Basically, a band is trying to get along with each other, and it's kind of hard to put yourself in the middle. It's like, I'm just here to play. You know, I've gotten to some weird other band situations where <laughs> we'll not get into that, but, like, again, it's just a matter of, like, how you connect with people and whether or not you can in the end to make music and see, I don't know. Like, well, I guess I kind of know. I don't know how people's mindset are now as far as, well, it's, it's not good because again, there's like a lot of venues closing ever since the Rona and venues have been closing, but now it's like a lot worse. And I don't know if everybody's mindset is, I'm not saying we're out of musicians anymore, but I do wonder if like, do they care anymore? I think a lot of people stopped giving a shit. Yeah. 
I think you have some that still care, but at the end of the day, and I understand, I have a family, I have a job. Right. The rock star dream is dead for me. Not that it was ever a realistic dream in the first place. It was just kind of a pipe dream. They were kind of like, you know, it'd be cool to go out and tour. Yeah. Well, let's be real for a second. I did a little bit of a mini tour. And it fucking sucked. I bet. <laughs> like, you're jam-packed in a vehicle with other sweaty, bald dudes. And it's like, it's fun for a little bit. And then it's like, okay. You go play a show in an area that you're not familiar with. And no one knows you. And no one cares. So, you're up on stage and some drunk 50-year-old whore comes up and starts licking the sweat off of you because that's what she's into, apparently. <laughs> and, true story, I ended up pawning her off on our drummer at the time who was only 15. <laughs> and then she takes him out back behind the bar, which we smuggled the 15-year-old drummer into the bar to play Did drums. he look 15? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. shit. They did. I don't know. He wasn't even supposed to be in there. I don't think. But no, they, they I don't didn't. Think so. I don't know. Huh. I don't know the situation. All I know is he went around back. Some dude went back with her, so we had to go save him because we thought he was going to get beat up. And we go around the corner, and his hair's all ruffled up, and his shirt's like pulled up, and his pants were unbuckled. So the other guy saw us like, "Don't beat me up," and he goes back in there because apparently it was his sister, and. uh yeah, she was apparently back there to service Mr. Drummer Boy that we had. So, then why did he go back there? Because I wouldn't. I it, mean, I meant like you no, said her brother. Because she was drunk and apparently he was to like keep an eye on her, make sure she wasn't like I guess doing bad things to underage kids. I don't know. <laughs> he, just, he didn't do a very good job then. No, like I don't know what happened. Wait, yeah. I don't think anything really happened. It was more or less we. <laughs> I just wasn't all about that life because it was just kind of like, no. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to shower in a bathroom and eat 7-Eleven food. But, like, that was the one instance. And then there's a couple other ones that I've done, like weekend warrior stuff, like been gone for, like, a couple days just yeah. to play different states and come back. It was fun. But yeah. every it wasn't – the shows themselves were not what was fun. No, it's the adventures. It's with the your adventures. Pals. Yeah, going there, having fun, like Dude. prank calling random restaurants across the country to ask them stupid questions, and like that was what was fun about it. Yeah, honestly, that's what it is with bands anymore for me. Anyways, it's like yeah, I like being in a band. I want to go play shows, but half the time the shows still suck. Yeah, like I mean. the fun is basically the camaraderie with your buddies. Yeah, like. The adventure of going to the show, the the setup to the show. We finally got there. Then you open up the door, and it's like that meme where the corner, the little bar is like, "Yep, that's the stage." The stage. It's like a... that's literally like what ends up happening. I know we did a we did a weekend warrior thing, and I bring this up because the guy that played in the drums, he offed himself not too long ago. Recipe stall, and, and we uh <laughs> we played him. Like two bands, we played in uh, Fort Wayne at the, I think it was called the German House or the Berlin Pub. Yep, Berlin. Berlin Now Pub. it's the Ruin. Now it's the Ruin. And then like we played there, had a good time, and we ended up staying in, what's that town that they had that fried fest in? <laughs> My old uh, 
stomping grounds of Converse. Yeah, like our our drummer's a grandparents or parents-in-law live there. So we went from Fort Wayne to Converse to stay because we were basically going down to Marion, Indiana. And that was kind of our pit stop. I, I don't know where everybody else stayed. It was, and then that was just fun, just kind of going there, sleeping on someone's couch, waking up the next morning, going to a restaurant, going to Marion, Indiana, and we were just hanging out at this place called Whalen's. <laughs> and like, like, uh, you're probably not from Elkhart, but it was weird because it was kind of like exactly like Elkhart. Like, on the one side of the river is the hospital and the nice buildings. On the other side of the river is like the hood. And so I was like, this is like basically a parallel dimension of Elkhart. So I went to this Waylon's place, and it's basically named after Waylon Jennings, the country singer. I guess he played there a long time ago. I don't know. And we were just hanging out at this place forever. It was like some dive bar, and we, we went around the town bored. But it was fun. Went to the mall there that I guess is not a long open, and somebody took a dump in the urinal. It smells so bad. The mall was terrible, like one of the worst malls I've ever seen. It was small. Marion? Yeah. Yeah, that's been closed for a while. Yeah, that mall is terrible. It's the shittiest mall ever. No wonder it closed. And, like, so the first band, our friends start, and then there's a guy walking around with a KKK shirt. But then there's other color, other not color, other types of people. I'm, I'm sure there's some Mexican guy, an African-American. And I'm like, this is a weird bar. <laughs> but, again, it was just all the adventures we did, you know, and, I'm yeah, I'm sure the pay sucked both both venues. It's not like I was worth anything, and this is like December. It was just a weird experience, but it was fun. I got home and I was cool. And last night I seen the guy who sang for that band, and we were talking about that, and we called it the Brotherhood of Steel Tour or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, Weekend Warrior stuff. A fallout reference. Uh, Brotherhood of Steel from the Fallout video game series. It? Yeah, I, I remember there was a game called Brotherhood of Steel. It was for like PlayStation two or something i don't know if it had anything to do with the game i don't know i just know from playing fallout the brotherhood of steel was always one of the factions in the game but once you get into politics of the whole band and selling ticket venue thing that sucks it's really like it's very off-putting they want to tell you that all these bands are supposed to get along help each other out blah 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 but let's Let's be real for a second. How often do bands ever help other bands out? No matter how many times you book them on a show, how often have they ever helped you back and got you a show in return? <laughs> well, there's been a few, uh, you know, there's been a few cases where it was cool and I made friends because of it. And then there's been the opposite where you don't really hear from them again. And I don't understand that. It's like, I can think of one band in particular where I'm sure I'll never see them again even though the promoter gave all of them the money because of their travel and he told them if they're around, you should help them out. And I highly doubt I'll ever, that favor return. I highly doubt it. <laughs> Most bands don't return the favor because they're, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, they're out for themselves. <laughs> yes. Like no one wants to admit this. Everyone wants to put on the fake face of, Oh brothers, <laughs> brother, we're helping each other out. Love you, brother. Metal community. No, it's yeah. stop calling me brother. You're not fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Second of all, you're two faced. Like I just put your band on a show and now you're never going to put me on a show in return. Where's that help at? Like help goes both ways. Like, Oh, we're a good community. Come out and help us out, brother. So. Um, 
come to my show. Come watch us play again. <laughs> well, uh, did you come to mine? <laughs> no. I guess it depends on the, if it's local band. Like, I'll come see a show and then that's it. I don't feel like I'm entitled to go to every show they play just as they're not entitled to go to mine. I mean, if they like us enough, that's fine. I appreciate I mean, we got a couple people that showed up to several shows and I appreciate those people, but like as far as like other bands go, I don't expect to do that for them as there to me. I went I don't know. I've used to go to shows quite a bit just because I enjoyed going. Yeah. And then it got to the point again me being the type of person that I am. Right. I realized that I didn't like majority of the people that are there because they're all <laughs> fake. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, like, well, yeah, I think to, to agree, d- a degree, like we had a, a hopping scene according to most people. And then something went down with this main band, which I'm, I think, he, yeah, you ran into them because that's how we met. And something went down with their camp and like cancer culture decided to destroy that band. And, like, now nobody wants to go to shows. And it's like, were these people even into... If you're just into that band, then that's a problem. Like, that doesn't serve the purpose for the scene. If you like just one band, that means you were just there to hang out with friends and you didn't care. You cared more about the drama that unfolded with that band than actually saying, well, I still go support music. I'm not saying this happened to everybody, but the huge majority chunk of that scene was destroyed because one band's mis- misdoings. We had that one show where we met you guys at because oh. of that band. It was an all right show. Now, maybe for up that area or whatever, like we played a different show and we basically played to those other bands. Right. So it's kind of like, it's hit and miss. So, the one show we played was in South Bend, and the other show we played with you guys was was with a, was that Mishawaka? I don't remember what town it was. Elkhart. Elkhart. So it's like the Elkhart show was a lot better than the South Bend show. Hmm. The South Bend show literally had like no one there. You guys played South Bend. Yeah. When was that? About a month before we played in Elkhart. I wonder. Was it at the Smiths? I don't know. It was at a bar downtown. Did you go up some stairs that sucked? No, it was off the ground. Like, it was in the ground, just a little tiny dive that? bar. The show got shut down in the middle of it because some dude got his head busted. They, like, picked him up and powerbombed him right on the ground, cracked his skull. Ambulance came. The cops I did not down. hear about this. Yeah. It, it was interesting. Like, we played. I where the fuck that We was. played, and then I think the other band played, and then that was the end of it because the dude got his head cracked in the middle of it. Like, the dude intentionally hurt him. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He you literally have to picked, let me know what venue was because I didn't know. I would have to go back and look through a rule. Yeah, because, like, stuff. usually, like, they'll bring a random band, and I never know. It's, it's hard to kind of determine, like, whether they're going to be good. And, again, I don't go to every show. But sometimes to do if it's an out out of town person I've never seen, and I just want to check them out because you never know. I'm like, I'm sure these guys are worth watching if they decided to bring have the trouble to bring them out. But a lot of people just do like show trades, even though the band ain't worth a shit. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes that's when you know a scratch your back, scratch mind thing comes out, even if the band was not that good to begin with. Maybe, but maybe that's the problem with us. We're not that good, so nobody wants to scratch your back, which I get. Whatever. I I can say if we suck, whatever. I'm not, I'm not gonna say we suck, but I'll I'll take that if that's the excuse. I don't have a god complex. <laughs> Some people can sit around and 
take criticisms other people can't. I mean, it is what it is. Right. So, like I said, I don't try and act like everything that I've ever done was the greatest thing ever, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, compared to some of these other bands, it's like, it wasn't really that bad. Right. You never know anymore. Right. So... <laughs> trying to scroll back here at old shows I don't even see a flyer for that show I know, it was, around, so, I know it was around there somewhere. it was so bad they didn't make a flyer at least, yeah because the only thing I can think of is either the well because Smith's wait Smith's is usually upstairs unless they did it downstairs was there like food there no no, that's not Smith's. Uh, it was literally just a little dive bar. It wasn't anything. I feel like it was the anchor. Was it across the tracks? Were there train tracks? Possibly. Uh, like, I'm trying to think. Like, you walk in, the stage is lined. There's pool tables and, well, everything. It was McCormick's. McCormick's South Bend. Holy shit, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to play there later this month, and the situation sounds kind of dire, but whatever. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be a pretty decent show, but uh, oh, okay. I think I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, we're playing there late. We played first. That's bullshit. And then another you're the outstanding band. And then another <laughs> band, the popular band that everyone apparently right. was friends with, played. And then during the middle of their set, the dude's head got cracked in half. And I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> when the show got shut down. Wow. So maybe that's why the right. guy that did it ran out the back of the door. They don't think they ever found him. So if you're out there, I guess you're still wanted for attempted murder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I didn't hear about that part. Damn. I guess I. That's cool. I guess. <laughs> Good memory. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not. This is anybody listening. Like, not all this shit happens at shows. People just want to have fun. There'll be an occasional asshole, but then you got you got alcohol in the mix. And, you know, a lot of people, I think we're, to me, for the underground, where it's at is like all ages shows because kids just want to rock out and do things. They don't want to be 21, and you don't have to put alcohol in the factor. I mean, if you got to get wasted to go to a show, then that you're missing the whole point. All age shows were always my favorite just because, again, now it's like I'm old enough to be these kids' parent. But. <laughs> right. They'll listen to you, though. They at least used to care. Nowadays, you do all-age shows. I feel like it's still hit or miss because these kids anymore, they don't care. Mm. Well, to to be fair, like the one we had last night was all-ages, and a lot of kids just, parents dropped them off and shit. I'm like, they had a good time. Like, everything, well, it all depends. They were behaved. Maybe they did some shit, like, when they left. But you know what? Like, it was just nice to see that, considering it's a holiday weekend and a lot of kids play. So, like, it's out there. And I know a dude who's trying to do, like, house shows in his basement. And he said they've been pretty success- successful in South Bend because the kids don't have anywhere to go. And it's like, if, if I was young and I liked metal, whatever, I want a place to go where, you know, well, we, yeah, there was places. It's just when you're a kid, you don't have a car or whatever. But I, I, I'm not a yeah. fan. Maybe I'm just spoiled. Sure. But I've never been a fan of playing in a basement or a garage or anything like that. I get it. Like, that typically is now, like, what everyone wants to do. Right. Like, that's the underground. I don't know. I just... D-U-I, excuse me. D-Y-I. I just don't enjoy it. 
Because most of the time, again, it's all people. I don't want to be friends with everyone. Sure. But I feel like they're all just in their own little cliques anyways. So yeah. it's more or less just an excuse for all these Have buddies that. and to hang out, do the crap that they're doing. And that's fine, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the time at these shows, you don't get paid anyways. Not that <laughs> I care about getting paid. But it's the principle of the matter of why am I playing to no one at this point? Because, it, yeah, you're in a basement. I just lug my crap how many miles away to go down to some dude's basement. <laughs> Smells of cat piss. Sure. And musty. It's just like, okay, I just played to two other people, a couple other band members, and the guy that's supposedly running the venue who's over back hitting on the 15-year-old girl. Gross. It's like, <laughs> okay. That's the harsh reality of how I see it. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a basement. Or, I mean, if, if somehow you, get, you know, get a, score a good deal on a old church or whatever, like a, an abandoned... Well, it's hard to even get an abandoned building I used to rent, to rent out, you know? the Moose Lodge in Peru. I used to rent the event centers. I used to pay decent money for actual buildings that I could do all-age shows in. And they were always good turnouts. Yeah. But every time, some jack wagon would always come in there and they would... Fuck it up. Do something. Uh $80 for a building down in Galveston was really cheap. Yeah. They had huge shows because right outside of Kokomo... I've never heard of this town. (laughs) It's right outside Kokomo. Not too far from Peru. Not too far from Logan. Like, And back in the heyday of the scene, you could get a lot of people out there. Hmm. Well, some douche decided to go into the urinal, rip it off the wall. That's pretty douchey. Claims it fell off. Yeah. Sure. Was your piss so powerful that it fell right off? Yeah, totally. It's all the Mountain well, Dew. True story. The guy that ended up doing that ended up being a band with us. He was a drummer, probably the best drummer I ever played with, like I said. But <laughs> he was the short guy, but he's no longer with us because he's another one of those that decided to... Do drugs, and doing drugs is not very good for you because it can cause you to die. True. So, life lessons, don't do drugs. Yeah, especially some that kill. Now, you can do your Flintstone vitamins and shit, but you know, drugs are bad. And, like, it's weird because, like, you know, you try to audition somebody, and they have a drug problem, they don't tell you about it. I'm sure that's happened to, like, people in the past, not in the, my current band, but, like, maybe the other band. It's like... They're kind of cool, but then they hide their drug problem. I don't know. Or alcohol or alcoholics, man. <laughs> it's like they, that's just a whole nother. It's not even a whole nother thing. It's about, it's about getting their shit together. Stop drinking. If you're going to be in a band, don't drink. Like you could have one, but if you have like actual problem outside of that, then you should be not being in a band. You should probably try to go to therapy, AA, whatever. I just, I guess I struggle with people with their addictions because I've never been addicted to anything. Neither have I. So, like, I've never smoked. I'm not an alcoholic. I might drink an occasional beer here or there or have some. I don't know why I thought you, I thought you smoked cigarettes. I don't know why. I thought you did. Nope. (laughs) I think because last time we met, you had that raspy ass voice. And for the longest time, that's what I thought your voice was. That was just my throat cancer. That was like, the that was the onset of the coronavirus. Like, I, w- I was patient zero. This is the, the saloon we're playing at. I'm like, oh, cool. 
<laughs> I thought it just helped the gravelness in your voice. I don't know. No, I I had a giant sore in had, my tonsil. You had the you had the COVID first. Yeah, I was patient zero of COVID. <laughs> you get so, the carnal. I remember you telling me that, like, this is weird. I'm like, and then everybody started getting similar. Like that's that's yeah. And we were supposed to play a show together that I set up because I was glad to get all those bands on one bill. It would have been a good time. You guys would have got a you know you would have had the experience of the all ages show at a decent venue and then COVID just fucked it all up. And then I'm still pretty salty about that because I was kind of proud of that. Yep. It happens. Yeah. Turnout for a holiday weekend. So it would have been really cool just to do it, but you know, COVID just decided to screw things up. And then on top of that, like cancel a lot of good shows. I wanted to see from, you know, national acts. Uh, yeah, we've like I said, we never really recovered from COVID. Not that we got COVID and that was any issue. It was just the last show we played was two days before everything got shut down. And yeah. then we just, we've never gotten back together to do anything at that point. So who knows? Do you think COVID affected the rest of the band's mindset, but yours? Or is this just like. I don't a, think it had anything to do with COVID. Oh, it was just the ship was sinking slowly. <laughs> it was just the ship has already set off to sea. It got hit oh. by an iceberg, and damn, even Leonardo couldn't save that one. Shit. Well, Leonardo could have saved his own ass, but that bitch wouldn't move over for him. There was oh, plenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was plenty of room, but Rose, she's being a little cunt. Well, she yeah, because she was a rich chick. Yeah, she's thinking of herself only. So here's another conspiracy that they're out there. Sure. Supposedly, Jack, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, didn't even really exist in the movie. It was all in her mind. Oh, that... Hmm. She made the whole thing up. Oh, because she had, like, Alzheimer's, being old as she was. They don't even know if that diamond's actually down there. <laughs> I think all that was supposedly just added to the movie in general. I didn't think that was even a real part. Everyone thinks that, oh, she was real, the whole story was... Really? I didn't hear that. I never heard that. I... I'm pretty sure the whole thing was just written as a movie. That's I what I thought. And I didn't think like the story was actually real. No, some people believe that it was real. I was like, that wasn't real. They're like, well, the Titanic really sunk. I was like, I get it. But the story of those characters didn't. Like, they were just made up for the damn movie. Like, it had nothing to do with reality. But there were quite a few people that think that was, like, part of the true story. I'm like, I, mm. I, I don't believe so. I, I could completely be wrong. Yeah. But I think Rose and Jack and the Diamond and everything else, I think that was all just Hollywood embellishment for entertainment right. purposes. Of course. And it made like a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. And then James Cameron became really huge and it's taken forever to make the next Avatar movie, which is strange. <laughs> I didn't even like the first Avatar. Yeah, it was kind of bland. It was like this fancy new... It was basically the story of Pocahontas. It was Pocahontas set in space. But... Oh, yeah. If you think about oh, it... Oh, yeah, or Fern Gully in space. Yeah, if you think about it in that mindset, white invaders to a new native area, and we take over, and then now we're going to adopt into one. One wants to side with those people. It's like, I've seen this story before. So, Christopher, Christopher Columbus, or, or there was some guy. I'm trying to think of a movie with a similar, same plot. 
But yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. We're getting close to an hour and a half. Sure. Of two middle-aged men uh, rambling about band stuff and random conspiracies in our own minds. Right. So this will be one of those random episodes that just gets thrown up just for the enjoyment of the listener. So right. if you've taken the time to listen to this whole thing, we appreciate it. And stick around for more episodes coming at you soon. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed that little throwback episode that I recorded with my buddy Ed. Again, and if you've ever had an encounter or a story to share and you'd like to be on the show, send me an email, tinfoiltellspodcast at gmail.com. Help this show grow by sharing it around on social media, sharing the podcast. Find us on Facebook, give us a like. Hope you guys have been having a safe and happy holiday season. So, good night, everyone. <laughs>